0: Hello and welcome to the Potter's Podcast. It's been another interesting week as we've now all of a sudden gone garbage again from last week. It was great last week, now it's all fell apart again.
1: Yeah.
0: Probably one of the worst displays I've seen for a long time midweek against Barnsley.
1: Yeah, it was was well,
0: terrible. It was terrible, but <laughs> <laughs> luckily I was at work to be honest. To be fair, we're going to have to discuss obviously that and go into play ratings. I'll, be, I'll I'll be honest now, they're not going to be positive. Not going to be positive this week on player ratings.
1: I mean, the thing is, I wasn't expecting much at Brentford from the way it go, to be honest, because they're a good side, aren't they? Yeah, they're
0: probably going up, I think, Brentford. Yeah. I think they're going up. Bournemouth and Swansea have dropped off, haven't they? So.
1: Yeah. I, th- I, think, I think, from what from what I've read off most fans, I think most people are trying to just draw a line under this season.
0: Yeah, no, I think I've had enough now. I'm ready for yeah. the finish now. It's just been another dry, bone season. The thing is, I can see us dropping as well now. I think 14-15 is looking realistic.
1: We're looking at Paul. Yeah, the thing is, every time we pull, we then go and win a game or pick up a point somewhere. So we, where we are at the moment is, for me, as good as we're going to get. Yeah, we're a bit of a yo-yo side. Yeah, we're moments. just inconsistent,
0: aren't yeah, we? Yeah, which, which you can't really blame with the way we are. But there has been a lot of positive news that come from yesterday. Friend of the pod, Nathan the Hitman Eaney, absolutely smashed his yeah, opponent, battered. <laughs> absolutely battered him. Yeah, another win. It's just a shame we can't go. That's, that's yeah, yeah I, I said that on his page when he put something up, shared it off on of the potters, and I said that it's just a shame we, I would have gone that, because like, say, he was tickets. <laughs> you're
1: letting
0: live no, that. Don't no, I no, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm waiting now for a world title fight, and then, just, then now pop it in. Remember, yeah. he was
1: his ticket. Come on, <laughs> put your hand in your pocket. Come on, remember, <laughs> what did you say? Yeah, it's not the only the only positive we've had this weekend. No, it, it has been a, it has been a poor
0: weekend. has I mean, I I, I think I'm still a bit dejected because of Ryan going. To be honest, stuff because for me, it's the last ditch of that great time in the Premier League. It's the last player really. Because yeah. I mean, Joe Allen, yes, he's still there from the Premier League days, but when he came, was when things started falling apart. So yeah, there's not good memories with him. But Ryan, he was there through all the good times. Obviously, promotion. FA Cup final, you know, smashing Man City 1-0. You know, the 6-1, the own yeah. League run and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, moving into now, it's a completely different time now. It's really seems, depressing at the moment. It being seems so, so
1: far away, the Premier League does. It, it, it just seems like in a different, a different era completely. I, f- I think
0: we've got to now prepare that we're going to be in this division for a while now, to be honest. Yeah. I think we've got the right manager, because, I mean i wanted to ask that. There's a lot of a lot of people starting to turn on Michael O'Neill already, and I'm a bit worried about this because I, I think he's he's a good manager for Stoke. Yes, he's negative. He's got negative ways. We all know this, but I think that people need to calm down a bit. Let's be honest. We've got an inconsistent squad that's cost costs next to nothing really. The, the squad he's got. A lot of the you know poor signs we made first first season down of cost us again yeah and they're going to cost us for a few years yeah it's going to take a
1: long time for this squad to be rotated enough to be good enough to go up i think we just need to be a little bit more realistic in the fact of if you look where we were this time last year where we're scrapping at the bottom but to be honest we're we're not far off it if you look at
0: we're only we're only 11 points from the bottom bottom three i mean we're not going to go down that's just not going to happen but there's only like some like five points from us in 17th.
1: Yeah. But you're not going to, for me, you're not going to turn it round in, what, three transfer windows because we are in that bad a state before. It's not like you're coming into a club where you think, well, if we change this, 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 we should be up, we should push up. The whole concept of the club needs to change for the future. If we change the manager now, you might as well just keep yo-yoing managers through the door. Yeah. The, the thing is, is as else come in and it, right from the beginning went you don't want beer go you don't want beer i don't want you it. it's going to take time it's going to take time forget that it's like getting people off the wage bill so we have got more money to spend because of ffp bp who's got that wrong ffp, you B. FFP. <laughs> B. it's ffp p <laughs> um, Financial fair play, play, play. not financial fair play. I was going bank. to say financial fair play. For <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to take time. I mean, the thing is, I understand. Like midweek, when you watch a performance like that, you're gonna get fans online who are gonna vent, and it's the one reason we never do the pod on a Saturday, really, isn't it? It's yeah, because, because we, we, if we've we have been the yeah. game, you could end up coming on the pod. And being like two people possessed. Yeah, a and lot more negative. That's why we're yeah, the day after because yeah, you, yeah, you, you calm down and you yeah. can have, and you can discuss it a little bit better. Because the thing is, we know this division. Anyone can beat anybody on the day. It's never been any different for a long time for me. I think people need to forget just think, well, we were a million miles off League One a year ago. Yeah. And and now we might you might lose like we lost two games in a week. We've done that a few times this week, this year. But then the following week, we've won two at two. And that's where we are. You're going to be frustrated one week and then looking at the team like we did against Luton where you're thinking we've played good football, we're good to watch, we're scoring goals. And and that's what you're going to get. Fair enough, we'll come on to that on player ratings that there's certain players that should not be on that team. But I I suppose you've got to look at it from Michael's perspective. When you're playing Saturday, Tuesday, we used to complain about players playing both and looking labours. He is rotating it to keep, keep things fresh, but the problem is because he hasn't got them players he wants, he's sometimes putting players in that we, we don't want to and neither does he, I think. Well, I think the problem is what people are more
0: frustrated about. It's something I'm frustrated about as well is what we've done in January. Like, Lee Gregory's gone to Derby, and I'll be honest, he's ripping it up. Yeah. I think he scored again yesterday, or, or created a chance. He's doing well. Yeah. And people are frustrated because we've let him go, but have kept older Sam Vokes. And I know why, because for a business reason, it makes sense, because you can loan him out and get off his, a bit of his wages off, off, which brings money in. But for me, I don't understand why. We need to start being cleverer when it comes down to transfers because let's be honest we've brought four loan signings in well three loan signings of one permanent of him which is alphie who we probably won't see for a while but none of them are playing matondo's not playing no. jack clark's not playing regularly the other one who's looking good
1: is norrington davis and, and is, it, it's just more <laughs> what, what worries me is, is some players have come in and they're already looking like failures already like, like you you've got to look at Mikel now. as when Mikel plays, we look slow, we look laboured, we look, we, we don't look like creating anything. He slows the whole game down. On his yeah, own. yeah, Johnny over Mikel's finished. Yeah,
0: he's finished. If they extend his contract, I would be happy. No, he, stupidity. He's
1: done he, because at Luton, when he didn't play, we look more. We, em- we had more energy. We had more energy. energy at we got the ball up quicker down the down the pitch. We just. Just had more about us, and you just think he's got to start looking at that and going, he's chalk and cheese between well, two games. Well, the
0: thing is with Johnny McCall, when he gets the ball, he does control things. He, he he does bring a calmness to the midfield. He does when he's got the ball, but when he hasn't got the ball, he's a liability. Yeah, it's like for me, everyone goes, yeah, what a cracking goal that Brentford one was. But I'll be honest, it comes down to not blocking your man off. He should have been charging him down before he even got it in. But he's too slow. He had not got the pace for it. Mm. But we'll cover the rest of that on player ratings. But first, obviously, it's question time. I'm winning 4-3. Are you ready? Oh, no, it's 4-4. 4-4. It's 4-4, you equalised last week. So yeah. now it's my chance to go back in the lead.
1: Right.
0: Are you ready? I'm always born
1: ready. <laughs> I think this one's quite an easy one to go. Right. Midfielder. Started his career at Stoke. Right. Played four years for Stoke. Yeah. He also played for England, and he was also a manager at Fulham twenty-one years ago.
0: <laughs> twenty-one years ago, he was a manager at Fulham twenty-one years ago. Yeah.
1: So is, is he? Is he still with us? He's still with us. Yeah. He hasn't, he hasn't died. Struggling <laughs> <laughs> with that one a bit. But um, his face not went. Right, oh, fair enough. Yeah. Don't yeah. give it too. Early. I don't. Yeah,
0: but after the time before when you did it last. No, no, no got of play. like, he plays the blue shirt. <laughs> what he was the blue team? Chesterfield.
1: <laughs> <laughs> play, play for England as well. Play for
0: England. Mm-hmm. Just the one cap. Now three, three caps. Oh, an interesting one. Yeah.
1: Right. So that's clue. That's brilliant.
0: Right, so I wonder if the people get that at home when they're listening, obviously. We'll reveal that later. Right, so Did now... someone we'll, at home, won't they go? <laughs> I know it. Yeah, there will be. <laughs> there was, there's probably someone at like, ah, yeah. If, <laughs> know that. It's, it's, I remember him well. I remember him well. <laughs> I don't, because I wasn't born when he was playing, but I wasn't, <laughs> and I wasn't born when he was managing, sorry. <laughs> Right, so we'll move on now to the player ratings. Now... A bit of a weird advance, these aren't going to be positive ones, I've got to be honest. There's probably a little bit of positivity for certain players, but there's going to be few who are going to get real blastings here. Right, so we'll go straight in with Angus
1: Gunn. Well, I mean, he could have had two keepers in for the, the first Bradford goal, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're not saving that, it's an absolute Yeah, you're und- not saving that, no. no. It was very, he
0: made a good save from Godos, long range, but two past him again away. Yeah. away from home on the road it's I, don't not
1: why, I don't know why hasn't done a sniff
0: since he's got I, d- I don't understand what this plan is with Angus Gunn because I don't really rate him to be honest I, to and me wh- alone
1: it? for me I, some loans when the young lads are getting it well, he's he
0: not is not old only about 24 25 he's a mm. youngish keeper Yeah. Um, I think the thing is with Gunn is that I, for me when he extended his loan in January I would have looked at it and gone not really, because we've got Beardsy coming through and we've got Davis. Now maybe Davis isn't hundred percent yet, so it comes down to as is he not quite ready yet to go back in and Gun guns until that goes in. But I'm not
1: really a big fan of of Gun, to be honest. No, I was. I was more happy when Davis was in, to be honest. I, I think Davis is number one. I really do. Yeah. Um, do you not think though that Davis must be sitting there scratching his head, thinking what more can I do when, at the end of the day, can't help getting injured? And we were keeping clean sheets when Davis was in.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the thing is with him though he's I think the biggest problem we've gone is that I just don't think he's as good a keeper as as Davis. And I think Davis, once he's probably fully fit and gets the opportunity to go back in, he'll probably go back in and stay in. Well, plus he's crying out for get the Wales number one, and obviously. Yeah, because at the moment not only other Welsh goalkeepers are playing. I mean, Danny Ward somehow's playing. He's Leicester number three. He didn't even sat on the bench at
1: Leicester. Yeah. But he's number one for Wales. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Which, which must be even more frustrating. And the worry is, come the end of the season, is again I'm wasting my time here because yeah. there'll, be, there'll be there'll be takers for him. Yeah. One hundred percent, there'll be takers for him in the championship. Yeah, I, I'm going to go on five really. I, yeah. I, I, did, I don't think he's vocal enough as well that's a big problem yeah. i don't think he's telling his defenders what to do a lot no. i don't think he got out quick enough for the second either really no <laughs> sort of come halfway and then it was too late it was a no man's life yeah he got, got himself caught i'll give him five five as well yeah
0: right so now we'll move on to your favorite man tommy smith to be honest he was a good good position to take advantage of raya's absolute clangy and put it through to brown who yeah. let's be honest made no it's mistake awesome. Yeah. But that's it, really. <laughs> I can't really say anything else positive about Tommy Smith. Um, I, I think he got caught out of position on two occasions, especially in the second half. Yeah. Keeps getting caught a lot, which is why I don't really rate him as a right back since he's come. I think he's good. He is good bombing up the pitch when he gets the opportunity to put a cross in. But it's everything else of his game I find pretty yeah. problematic. He, he's just not for me a right back. I think he's a failed winger by the looks still, of him. Just still got that same problem, haven't we? At the back, at <laughs> right the yeah. back now. Yeah, but the thing is, it's like if you look where Stoke's problems are, it's where you have to spend money. Wing backs aren't cheap anymore because they utilise players. They play. Attacking as well as defensive, they're very expensive players to get a good one. Yeah, I mean it's like Leicester; they got to
1: steal again James Justin for nine million. They've become like a very fashionable position, aren't they? That like years ago, left and right back was your last choice when <laughs> you played. Yeah, it's basically Your left back. It was
0: basically, on, um, it was basically <laughs> short centre backs that couldn't make it a centre back become right backs and left backs. Yeah, but. No one grew up wanting to be a Gary Neville. Nobody grew up wanting to be a Gary Neville. Nobody <laughs> wanted. Definitely nobody wanted to grow up and be a Phil
1: Neville.
0: <laughs> Let's be honest. Phil Neville sits when everyone says there no one wants to be Gary Neville. I tell you, one person who does, Phil. He's <laughs> <laughs> all
1: out
0: <laughs> <laughs> a midfielder. Yeah. But hey, I'll go in with a five again. Apart from that, apart from setting up Brown, he didn't the assist. He did nothing or anything. Yeah. The other reason I'll give him a five is for that. Yeah. Just for that. Assist. Right, Norrington
1: Davies, often a use, useful, useful little player down the left-hand side. He's the only one who's come in for me in in this last window that you, you can actually give any praise to. Really, I do. I do like him. I like him because he's he's a bit violent as well. He doesn't
0: mind putting his foot. In. He got another yellow card this week. Yeah. He, he doesn't mind putting his foot in. He's he's yeah. a perfect stoke player. Really. He's he needs he needs to calm it down a bit though because yeah. he's had a red card and. I, I don't think he's finished a game without a card.
1: <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, and then you're going to start getting suspended, aren't you? Yeah, so he's already had a
0: free match. So I think if he gets one or two more yellows, he's having another match out. So yeah. he's got to calm that down. And we
1: missed him when he was out for the yeah. Play. We did, yeah.
0: yeah. But the thing is, yes, with Davies is that he has got that quality. He does get up there and he does make clever little passes. He second half, he managed to get things forward with a great left fo- left footed cross high up the pitch was knocked down by brown and, and yeah nothing came from it but at least there was some
1: kind of outlook from the deep position yeah better better delivery well that's what we've missed for me is getting that ball from the back line forward it this seems to be like this massive pause between our defense and our attack where yeah. it gives teams just loads of time get organized yeah. especially with mckelson anyway
0: yeah yeah because he slows everything down i mean i'll give him a six because he was a decent outlet. He was probably our best wing-back. He is, at the moment, he's our best wing-back, to be honest. Yeah, he is, and yeah. Uh, If we could get him permanent, well, that's a positive move if they could get him. But I don't think he'll have to. We'll drag his feet. He'll be, be up a £7 million deal. It won't be cheap. No. Right, so we go into another man to the inconsistent pairs, James Chester. To be fair, he had a big influence. He was the shouting man. He, for me, he should have been captain, really. And um but couldn't see the jobs out again, he, again he, I think he was at fault for the first goal, didn't didn't track his man and again a smaller man beat two players to the ball for the goal and I think Chester has got a problem with this he, he's, the problem is with Bat and Chester, they're both two getting consistent, yeah. this is the problem with them it's like one week you need one for one type and one week you need another one, it's not yeah. like Hoof and Shawcross where they played well against anyone it, it seems like against tough teams you put batter and against quick ones you put Chester in yeah
1: but it, then that doesn't give you any consistency yeah it doesn't get
0: any, there's no confidence in you yeah. because they, they well, know next week against do I not mean, they play against Blackburn who are good in the air you'll he, put batter for yeah. me
1: two centre halves are like two centre forwards you, you need them in week in week out so they build that good partnership of organising the defence when you're under pressure when you, you're facing set pieces and and the thing is, when he's swapping it round, it, 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 for me, it's 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 football suicide for me. It, I don't know if it's just the way we were brought up. You always saw two centre arms and, and they always stuck together and that was it. Yeah. Well, you look at great sides over the years. Well, we were lucky we had
0: some good partnerships. I mean, we had Overson and and I think, was it Cranston? We were at the back, of, I think he was a midfielder. But you had good partnerships. I mean, you yeah. had like you know, Stannik and...
1: What was his name he played alongside? Peter Andy Side they were brilliant for a season when went up. You need, you need that, where because the thing is, you see a lot of captains who are centre-halves, the one next to me, you hear about it on Sky, about great sides that have done it, like John Terry at Chelsea. You, everyone always forgets it, Carvalho next to him. Yeah,
0: was He was the there. legs
1: behind him, and he was the one who, and they were in, week in, week out, and, and, and they always, he complimented each other so well. Yeah. And in all great sides that it's where they, you wouldn't have seen an Arsenal t- team in the late nineties without Kane and Adams at the back. It just wouldn't have happened. Or oh, Adams and Steve Bold for a long time yeah, as well. And exactly. You had
0: David, David O'Leary and Steve Bold. It was yeah. they had good defensive you, you partnership. Don't, you don't
1: play about with them two centre halves. Once you've got that partnership, you only got look at Uth and Shawcross when they were all their powers for Stoke. You wouldn't have swapped them round. Yeah. You just didn't because they worked so well together. So I'll go in, I'll go with a five. Yeah, there's no more. There's no more for that. I mean, the thing is, for the second goal, for the first goal, there was a lot of ball watching on the edge of the box from all back four, and he was included in that. You've got to get out to him. You've got to put him under pressure. The thing is, the goal is a great goal. You ain't saving it, but you've got to put the pressure on. Yeah. There's, a, there's a tackle in the box, and everyone's waiting for the whistle go. you never do that you yeah. wait till that whistle's blown yeah but mainly that was
0: eric mccall not going out to close him down and yeah. they were that slow and reacting it was unbelievable that's right, so what are you giving him oh, i'll give him a four
1: it, it, it's got he's got to get he's got to stand there and get them lads out he's got it was so deep for that first goal it was un, It was unreal yeah right so now move on to one of the three partnerships at the
0: back danny Batts. now to be fair danny Batts kept Tony in his pocket for a long part of that game, he, he did mark him while he kept him out of the yeah. game, and um, which is weird really, because I wouldn't expect to put somebody like who moves like a fridge next to someone
1: as pacey and skillful. as That does tend to perform it against some of the bigger sides, he did it last season, didn't he? I mean, the West Brom game last year, he single-handedly won us that well, game. Well, I thought he was brilliant against Luton, I did, Danny Batts. Yeah.
0: And the problem is that you do see these performances in back where he looks like a real a real leader of That's offended you, but then you put him up against somebody who who passed the ball or moved the ball quickly and he crumples like a wet towel. <laughs> and the problem is in this division there's quite a few sides that do that. Yeah, yeah there is. Well he will do in this division because it's that hit and miss. It's like Barnsley, very impressed with Barnsley from what they were last season.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, down, really. I'll I'll to be honest I'm gonna go over seven because mm-hmm. I think he I'll give you that will give him that because he kept the most lethal striker in the league pretty quiet for yeah. most of the game yeah. and I'll, I'll give him a 7 for that because he defensively as well every ball that was coming in he was heading it clear yeah. and it's just a shame that he, he didn't come to him when Tony did get the, the winger because I think he would have headed that clear because the problem is Chester at times as def- defensive heading wise.
1: Do you not think maybe it's just the fact that them two don't work together as a partnership as well every time we've seen them two on the pitch at the same time it's been iffy. And then time, it, it's you because had... they're
0: both inconsistent. I'm, I'm going to get to this when we go to the last bit, when we talk about what's going wrong. Because I, I think I've, I've got what the problem is with a lot of this. But I thought back, it's individual performances, because everyone quite willingly knows I'm not a fan. But to be fair, now and again, he does put solid performances and he kept Tony in his pocket for a long portion of that game. Not enough for the game, <laughs> but he did. <laughs> yeah. He did have it in, so I, I'm going to
1: go on for seven for that. Yeah, I will I'll, I think he's probably the only real shining light really out of that back four again. That's been kind for me, I'll give him a six. <sighs> oh, the fans will not like that. I don't <laughs> <I> know, <laughs> the fans I read this morning have last
0: infuriating. Right, so now we're going to, for me so far, player of the season. I think Nick Powell might pick me to that, but I think Ali Suhti... He's everywhere. I, I, I was, I was saying this when I was watching the game. That the good thing about his suits against Brentford is that he was trying to mop everything up defensively because he's brilliant as a last ditch man because he's so quick for yeah. a defender. He moves while well, he was keeping, keeping everything because I, I can't remember his name, but good, good Godos, whatever his Dave. name is, he was Dave. <laughs> he, was, he was keeping him. In his pocket, he was keeping him busy all the time and he was following him, he was with yeah. him all the time. He's he's something we've got built behind. He, we all, I've said it before, he's the future of our back line. If we lose him in the next two years, we aren't going up. No. Simple as
1: that. I think he... Um, I mean, you still you still see some positional things with him where you think you're three yards too far forward or back or just little experience things I've noticed sometimes in yeah. games. And I thought, but that's where... That experience there at the back needs to be, and he, he needs to form some form of partnership with Sutu at the back and stick to it. This this is why I'm I'm a bit shocked we've let Ryan go. Yeah, because I'm sort of resigned to losing Collins. I think it's not a matter of if it's where yeah. Collins is a top going player. He's going, Collins getting, is. Yeah. I know he's. he's I think he signed that new deal
0: so Stoke get a bit of money. Yeah, it so yeah. was like a favour. Yeah. Yeah, so he won't go in bad graces for me if he does go at the end of the season. If we get 18, 20 million for Nathan Collins, I'd say cheers for signing that contract. Yeah. It's like the opposite of what Chris Commons did, where you know he broke his leg in two places, was out for a season, didn't sign a new
1: contract, started performing when he got fit, and then said, I'm going to get mean, I, th- I think obviously most most fans now have got to sort of change their mentality for what it was when we were in the Premier League, because you used to see players leave when we were in the Prem and go, well, why have you gone there? It's not any improvement to us. Mm. Whereas now in the Championship, you have a good player and he's playing well and he's going to move to a Premier League. You, you, sometimes you just got to reside to losing him. Yeah, you because do. You, because yeah. now we're in a lower division. Yeah, you, You've got to think, from a from a player's perspective, if a, if a big club comes in for you, you're going, aren't well, you? Well, it's simple as this as well with with um,
0: Colin Suter and Campbell. If we don't look like we're going to go up in the next season, we lose all three. we'll probably lose all three, yeah. to be honest. Because I think Collins might go this summer, and I think if Sutera has another good season and Campbell gets back and has a good full season, yeah. and we don't go up, we'll lose them two as well. Yeah. And the problem is, it's not like we aren't Brentford. And I'll, I'll talk about this after, after anyway, because we're, we're discussing a lot of the topics What want to discuss after. But to be honest, I think he tried his best, but he was too slow getting to get into the ball when Tommy did score the winner. He was, yeah, yeah. He was too slow. He, he, he had a, he had more time to get to the ball, yeah. and he I think he went down a bit too. He was quick. goal side as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not majorly his fault, but I think if he got if he was a bit more
1: experienced, he would have been yeah. a bit nouse to that and got to it first. Yeah. But he was okay. I'll give him a seven. I think That's sometimes what? I think sometimes we could be maybe a little bit guilty of relying too heavily on these kids when when in reality they have only just sort of come in full time. Playing every week, aren't they, this yeah, season? Yeah. And, and it's, it's weird because
0: they're all the best performers this season. It's yeah. frightening, really. Yeah. The amount of money we've spent and free transfers and lessons learnt, apparently, but our youngsters are the most consistent players mm. this season. It is frightening, to be honest. Well, like I say, I'll give him a seven. Yeah, seven's fair. Right, so now we're going to busy boy all over the place again, Joe Allen. I thought you sarcastic say McCall. No, no busy boy returning to the dominant got himself back in the squad again mm-hmm. and to be honest look completely pointless against John Johnny McCall. they yeah. don't work in the field no, together no. and I'll, I'll be honest he was like an endless chicken run all over the place I think I think again I put, there's a couple of times when he lost his man or wasn't quick enough to get back the problem is it's like you were saying it's the consistency of those players which we'll obviously cover later after the after the second clue. I think he has
1: a better game when he's with Thompson, I do. I, to, to be honest, the whole problem is the consistency mm-hmm. of players. Because Thompson's got legs in him. And, and the thing is, I think it eases the pressure off Allen. Whereas the problem is, when Allen plays with Macau, Allen knows he's got put some miles in. Yeah, in a yeah. game, because he knows and Macau he, and the
0: problem is with Joe Allen, I don't think he knows where to put himself so he just runs Yeah it chases everything down yeah. but what he doesn't what we don't understand what a lot of people don't get is that rips the midfield all over the place yeah, there's yeah, no, yeah. Structure no structure there because no. he's running around there and like yeah. well, well I've got to cover him yeah. now doing yeah. this that's and then bad everything bad come, bad too, bad that's bad. why everything comes back because yeah. you've got to make up for where yeah. he, he's not in his position you notice Powell yeah, you, the you know, you know, it's yeah. all starting to drop back because yeah. they have all got recovered other players' positions. Because yeah. Joe's gone chasing a ball and yeah. then got caught because he passed it into the middle, and there's a gaping space. Yeah, it's it's just lack of. But it, it, it shouldn't be a lack of experience. The man's mm-hmm. twenty eight. He's played
1: got to be over four hundred games professionally. He should know this stuff. Yeah, yeah. You only cover other people's positions when. Like, if you, if you break him forward, there's got to be someone who's going to drop back if you lose the ball. And the problem is, with Alan, there's no actual structure to him where he's ever going to be. But this is what I mean for a player that, that's experienced as him,
0: and how much he's, he's cost, and how much his uh, wages and experience he's got, he should be dominating games like this. Yeah. He should be the best midfielder on the pitch. But he isn't. Yeah. And this is what infuriates me as a Stoke fan. We spent 15 million getting in the club from Liverpool. He's dropped a division and I've seen no change. He never dominates games. He never controls them. He hasn't got the confidence to make clever passes to get us going forward. It's the easy option all the time. And he's got to start improving. I've had enough now. He's got to start improving. He's getting a four from me because he cost us deeply today because he kept ball
1: chasing. To be honest, he's cost us consistently since he's come back. The
0: thing is, he should be chasing balls down... Mm. When it needs to, when you know yeah. that he, he needs to structure
1: his game again, he's gone back to the way he was under Nathan Jones. Yeah, he's
0: got to dominate games. Yeah. This is what he's, we brought him in for. This is why we kept him to dominate midfields, to yeah. dominate games for
1: us. He couldn't dominate anything. No. It's just not good enough now. And he's got the he's got the experience with some of the the other lads who were so that's it like Thompson this, this
0: bloke this bloke's played for big clubs he yeah. played for a Swansea side at one a cup he was a part of Liverpool he was an early part of Jürgen Klopp's early start this man should be dominating this yeah, division yeah. and he isn't he yeah. hasn't scored yet I don't think either the thing is I know he's come back from an injury he's got to get his sharpness up but he needs to start improving or we need to get rid of him simple as that because I've, I've not seen anything from him other than that early spell when he first came yeah. in when he scored all them goals, when he replaced Bojan in that full nine position, I've seen nothing from him. Yeah, he's is is to end up Anti massively. You know, if uh, all the people you go ask people in the street, do, who's who's the best signing we've had? No one's going to mention Joe Allen. No. Who's your best player at the club? Oh, Joe Allen, and that's only because he's the only name you know. Half the time when I watch don't play now, I'm like, who's that? Who's who's twenty? Looking for your phone to yeah. find out who he because you no. don't know him. No. So I'm going to for that long. <laughs> Yeah, it's right. Well, it's not, it's not that, it's just that you don't know where they are,
1: to be honest. Uh, yeah, four for me, not good enough. No, no, I'll, I'll agree with that. He's it, it, it's, it, it's been a topic for us for a while, and, and he had largely improved last season under O'Neill, yeah, but yeah. Uh, he seems to have come back from injury and gone back two years. Well, it's not so much just the performances,
0: it's just not good enough. For, it, it, I've had enough now. This is a man who's had a lot of money. He's on Premier League money in this division and he's costing us getting other players in. He needs to prove that he's the best player in this division. Mm. He's one of the highest paid in it and I want him to start improving his game. I'm sick of it now. This running round, chasing balls like he's a 17-year-old who's come through the academy. You've got Harry Suter at the back who's, what, 21 years of age, showing more maturity on a pitch than he ever has.
1: Yeah. I I think maybe when you get relegated from the Prem and you're a club of Stokes sort of size when the offers do creep in you've got to look at them I think because the problem is some some players will drop down and rip it up some won't and the, I don't know he, when the offers were coming in for him it might have been worth getting But I understand why he stayed in some respects because you were thinking well he didn't do too bad in the Prem surely he should be a lot better in the Chelsea. but I, I think he did when he came in I think he completely destroyed
0: the balance of midfield mm-hmm. and I think that they were bringing him in to be a replacement for Inzansi. He, he definitely didn't live up to that. And I've got to be honest, I'm disappointed with him. Like I say, we'll talk about more about this later on. So we'll go into Thompson, who
1: got book, booked, boots, and got subbed off. Yeah, that's all I can say, really. <laughs> yeah, but probably had, had twice as much work to do. Maybe just through Allen's suicidal yeah, yeah. position. Yeah. yeah,
0: and another midfielder. Yeah. Yeah. he had so much do because the thing is this is what, what annoys me about him he should be in positions where he makes a clever left footy pass crosses it here passes it through to the middle to try and get power away or whatever but he's too busy tracking back because we've got two vastly experienced players that have won major trophies sat there doing nothing yeah. apart from causing maybe we have actually problems. got no midfield when you think about it our either. midfield is the problem that I'm going to discuss later but for me he was taken off at half-time. What's he summing him off for with McHale's performance? Yeah. There's some weirdness coming on here to Michael O'Neill because Thompson, fair enough, he didn't get involved a lot. He, he was he was a bit of a waste of time.
1: To but was we were in midfield last year, though, really, did we? You think about it. Apart from Klukas, who's now injured for the rest of the season, by looks of it. Yeah. it we had, Klukas was all shining light in the middle. And for me, elders just about together through games. But the problem is, if you look at the rest of the midfielders, Cousins was a free transfer who plays what one and three most of the time doesn't play a lot of football you've got Thompson who came in as a left winger he's played right wing left wing midfield right wing -wing. he's like the new (laughs) juve and then you've got Mikael who's come in at the back of his end of his career and is showing that he's laggy and you've got Alan who's been out injured for, for how long yeah. we sit there most weeks going oh we need a left back we need a right back we need this we need that most fans keep saying about striking I have largely ignored the midfield but when I think about it it's in a bad way the midfield oh, yeah, it is, it's, it's, it's a leggy way uh, I'll give Thompson a 4
0: <laughs> to be honest game came off half time didn't do anything really yeah. to, to scream about a passenger for the 45 minutes he was on the pitch uh, what are you think of him I'll give him a 4 I think four is quite generous, to be yeah, honest. It is. I might knock that to a two, but yeah. I'm going to stick with four because I'm not an horrible man. Right, super star midfielder signing the Summer, apparently, John Obi McCow, who's now skipping. I don't know how. I've never even seen him open his mouth. I, he's the most frustrating midfielder I've ever seen. He, he, when he's on the ball, don't get me wrong, he looks like he controls the midfield. He, he does make He does start things off. But when he's off the ball, he doesn't do any defensive duties. He gets lost in midfield, he keeps losing his men all the time, and he doesn't get he gets caught all the time. Mm. It was his fault for the first goal, not chasing out and blocking the man. And he almost got sent off because
1: he had a, he had a fallout with Godos it, st- eventually in his name. I still stand by what I said last week. I still stand by that when you play Premier League football and you play at one of the top four sides, i.e. Chelsea, you have more time on the ball because teams Will not press. The lesser teams in that league do not press, especially at him, and he had more time on the ball. You watch any of the big sides. All right, fair enough. City press every team, but you you think about say, I don't were a Burnley playing at City. They aren't going to high press City. They'll get murdered. Yeah. They don't do it. You have more time on the ball. He's come down to the Championship and still playing like he's got a blue shirt on. Well, and he gets it. It doesn't work. Well, he was good for. He was good for
0: middles, he? but then I think, because he went to Chaps on Sport, he was doing well for them, but then as soon as he refused to play, when the pandemic kicked in, and basically his contract was cut short, he didn't have any pre-season, so we give it, I give him justice and goes right, we'll get something out of Johnny, here But for me, from watching him play, his lack of ability of chasing the ball back, and his lack of defensive nous at times, if it wasn't for Smith holding him back against so I am surprised he didn't get sent off. Mm. The anger in his face was going mean This man's supposed to be captain. Yeah. He's, he's been 30, he's 33 years of age. He's won a Champions League. He's won a couple of Premier League titles. This man should be controlling everything. You know, fair enough, he hasn't got the legs. I understand he hasn't got the legs anymore. He's an, he's an older player. But he still should be leading this midfield. You'd normally see... He
1: should see when a player's moving into a position. Yeah, well, You'd normally see get a little bit of ability, of wouldn't you? Like for all his faults when Darren Fletcher came to the club alright fair enough you could tell it was it was coming to the end but the thing with Darren Fletcher is you could see little bits of quality while he played at the very highest level you could see little balls in yeah, play he, he had a good pass now yeah, and again and he had a thing. he just you, lost his legs yeah but you could still see that quality in him the problem is with McHale is if you'd never heard of John Oubie MCall, and you went and watched the Stoke game now you go has he always played lower, lower end there's nothing that stands out from him. You never see yeah. that standout moment, that, that last hit tackle, that, that read of the ball, that 70-yard pass. He, he's got no real... There's nothing about him whatsoever. And and normally, you see these top pros, they drop down a division and they can still show you little pure quality and he shows me nothing right, the perfect example
0: I remember from that, a player who, who played at the ice level and then dropped and came to was Kevin Keane. Yeah. Because he dropped from West Ham playing the Premier League and well more First Division back then, but he played at the highest level. Dropped to Stoke right towards the end of his career, but played for Stoke for years and was yeah. a, was a big part of the side. He was a good player. Yeah, and then moved on to Markham, did he? And then moved back and did the same thing and played yeah. to he forty, and then yeah. and went into management, into management. So yeah, that that's the kind of player I'd go, yeah, yeah. get them kind of players in because. He's still got that ability and show what they can do yeah. the best thing about kevin Keane was that he was able to understand where a man a man might run and would block him off and do that if mccall did that i'd go yeah, he, he does bring something to the team but it's like there was that tackle and you just stood watched and saw him with his mouth open like that. And yeah. then then figure out, oh wait there, I better, I better block him off.
1: Yeah, he only the kicked back the back ball ahead.
0: by the time he yeah. started running. He's he firing rockets during the top it's corner. In the top corner, that's his job. He's supposed to be stopping shots from outside the box and coming mm-hmm. in. He was nowhere near, he was like, standing around with his mouth open. The amount of times, I, I specifically watch him now, because I've been wanting to cover him, covering, just standing there with his mouth open, yeah. So watching around, why aren't you getting involved? Why mm-hmm. aren't you using... That, that vast experience you were on about when you first
1: joined, to mark and stop these players from racing through. Well, if you're Skeppis, it, you're being a organising as well. Well, to me, really even more to Sogast yeah he did. not good enough I'm, I'm going to give him a 3 to be honest yeah, I, I, I... I'm going give him a 3
0: to be honest he, to be honest would have, he, if he punched that girl and got sent off he would have done us a favour to be honest if he, if he punched him I'd have given him a 4 yeah, yeah. I, would have, I, I would have given him a 5 <laughs> a <laughs> 10 actually I'd give him a man of the match just to get himself sent off so we does see him next week yeah I think four's fair you're four, giving him 4, four yeah. oh, I'm giving 3 not, not yeah. good enough right so we go and Nick Powell nothing feed on midfield let him down again
1: nothing to do at all yeah. Actually, he looked like the only person who could create something during the game that, yeah. that's well he had a chance late on as well didn't he because
0: he was yeah. hooped onto the left side when he decided to change the formation when we were 2-1 down
1: yeah he had a chance when cousins played a strange 50 football in the it's yeah it's not like, yeah. like bananas across the ground yeah, yeah. to be honest that was the best
0: bit of midfield play <laughs> in the game though which, which is weird really and that just shows you how, how soft we are in midfield at the moment that's on a double take at cousins he's asking i know he's got, yeah he's yeah. got proper lot I'm getting. To, i'm getting to that stage now where i'm watching gamers again who's number 24 Who's <laughs> <laughs> is eh? he 25 now <laughs> <laughs> Off the time i don't know who's playing no. um he had nothing feed off, I'll give him a five because I'll yeah. be honest, he missed a good chance but he was there to be to have the good chance which means he's busy, he's moving, yeah. he's getting the right play. I can't have a go at Powell, he's been probably all, his game probably be our player of the season to be he's honest. He's been all shining light. He's, he's got a goal, he's got a goal and he, he's, he's a, for a free transfer, he's one of, the, one of the best bit of business we've done in yeah. recent times to be honest but I'll give him a five because he had nothing feed off as midfield completely let him down yeah. to be honest right now we move on to superstar jacob brown who's, what a old, goal. <laughs> <laughs> who's now become our first team striker somehow I don't,
1: well, I don't, I st- I, i'm still going to sit there and say i don't know why we're look, not looking at these kids we're bringing through i, I really do we're struggling up well
0: so that's going to be the last topic of the pod to be honest we yeah. to talk about later on but the performance the performance from jacob brown to be fair he took his chance well i'll give him that he took his chance well but then that was it yeah it's he had a, he had a
1: bit of an off chance, since he? First off where for me he probably should have put it away, but he just sort of sliced it and it went wide. But it, I've never, I've never, I haven't seen nothing since he come in. I'll be honest, I haven't. I can't ever sit there and when have we ever sat here on a Sunday and gone? He's but his best performance? We haven't. No, he's no. always been. He no. ran well. Well,
0: <laughs> the thing is, he graphs. No, I'm not going to say you say he you doesn't graph, but no. the thing is, he gets knocked off the ball too easy. He doesn't get enough goal-scoring chances. You can see he's not a striker. Yeah, it's clearly yeah, not. Strong. People keep saying like he can play in the middle, if desperate, he yeah. can play in the middle, and that's what it looks like. Yeah, he took. He was in the right place, and he took his chance well for the first goal. But then everything else—he's knocked off the ball too easy, beaten in the air too
1: often. And for me, if he's our striker, we're going to struggle the rest of the season. So yeah, he's the sort of player who needs like a, a year or two in League One and find his feet where the pressure's off a bit and. He can he can sort of get and find his find his way in the game because for me he, he's not he, he hasn't got the confidence bit so i don't think it's confidence i think it's quality mm-hmm. he's clearly a player that hasn't got quality yeah. he's
0: got he's got everything else you need he's got a graph. He graphs he works hard he, you can imagine him in training proper working hard all the yeah. time but he just hasn't got the quality to, can have, to, you can have a eleven people at work hard. If you've got no quality, it's pointless. Exactly. And that's that's the problem with Jacob Brown. I'll give him a seven because he took his chance well. Cool, but to be yeah. fair, it was a gift for us again. We, we, we can't break anything down. We haven't actually created that chance ourselves. No, it was, it's a, it's been it was an absolute howler. It was an absolute howler from the goalkeeper. And we did nothing from it, yeah. to be honest. Uh, I'll give him a seven. No, I'm going to give him a seven. Six, I'll give him a six, six, six just he took his six chance yeah. well. Right... Subs timing came on for davis slotted a wing back, and that's it really.
1: Yeah, probably why we lost the game because defensively, he's he's not a wing back.
0: He had he had a couple of chances coming. and puts a couple of crosses in. Makes to it too open at the back. The, of the, it, prob- the problem it. is what what I keep saying about him is, I, I just get disappointed with timing because of the inconsistency of him. And this is the thing I want to discuss later on about the consistency of his players and what's this is what's letting us down. To be honest. He, he was so good against Luke and he was breaking forward he was putting good crosses in he was working hard he came off for,
1: for Davies and did nothing yeah but he, he shouldn't be playing at wing back he shouldn't he, he can pick holes in him defensively why on earth after some of the performances you've seen from Simon at the back does he ever consider putting him at the back when you know his his best qualities the other way. Well, because he was trying to play five at the back, wasn't he? Yeah,
0: which right, which yeah. I don't think ever works. I, I really can't it, remember it working.
1: He, he, he's so. It's like we've got to play this formation. Yeah, you might want well to play that formation, but you're playing Brentford. You've got a, a player who, for me, should never even been put in a back four, five, whatever he wants. He is not a defender. He is so out of position when he's at the back. He cannot read the game as a mm-hmm. defender. When he's got the ball at his feet and he's running down that white line, that's his best quality. He had to put white line in. You got to see. every week,
0: sir. Right, so we'll move on to the probably the best midfielder of the day. Actually, <laughs> I might even give him a rating, which was Jordan Cousins hit the crossbar like all yeah. oh, that looping effort. Yeah. which was the best thing a midfielder did all game. Yeah. Um worked hard defensively, did his job that Bacal should have been yeah. doing but couldn't. Likes again, he's, he's, yeah. he's got energy. Yeah. I like. Cousins now, even but even now, when I'm looking at the squad and the way we are, from last season to this season, he's now become our best.
1: That's, that, that's, that's what before
0: we care. Yeah. I would. I'd yeah. put him in over over because yeah, When he was playing that old midfield role, he put energy in the team. He was yeah. a bit of betty. That's the problem. There's no energy in McCall. This is what I keep saying. He's not laboured at all. Mm. I'm actually in number six.
1: <laughs> I'm going to give, give, give him all that. that. I'm going to give him a what rating What a play at six <laughs> <laughs> Tuzzle
0: was lovely oh would say Sandboats came on for Jacob Brown in the second minutes.
1: Can you give him a man as well
0: uh, I'm not going to vote he's not a sub I'm not going to give any rating to. but he, he to be fair he gave us an attacking difference basically just stood there while the balls went How long do you think you
1: say that without being too rude yeah. <laughs> attacking
0: I, difference I, I, didn't, I didn't want to say it and then, of course, after the goal went in, we tried to go a bit more attacking and Jack Clark came on for Chester. And the uh, trouble is they were under the cosh at that point today. Yeah, the the problem is with Jack Clark, you, you need to play on the right side. I, I don't understand why you're in a plane. And I've got to be honest, I'm, I, I don't know where I go with it, to be honest. It's, it, it's getting so frustrating. that People are out of possession. Yeah, it's just getting ridiculous. Right yeah. Now, so we'll move on to Michael O'Neill's rating.
1: I'm struggling really because I, I do feel for him a little bit because the injuries are starting to stack up now. McLean's out, Kluka's out, Scott Campbell we already knows out. And I don't. I, I feel for him because at times because he the are big. I mean, Kluka's on his day, we know what he's, he can do for us. Oh, not this season. Not this season, but he's <laughs> still a good body. Have and you know, I mean, McLean played really well against Luton. And he was a constant threat, and he's, now he's lost him. It he was so disjointed, and I think he's just doing what he can with what he's got now. I'll give him a five.
0: I'll, I'll give him a six because until he scored that screen, everything was working. And let's be honest, it was a mistake from McAuliffe that led to the goal, and it was just all Brentford. They smelled blood and we just couldn't cope with it. Which they will, they won't be at that. I, 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 the thing is, we have we've had a lot of injuries. Clue has got injured before the game. Um, I mean, we're now resorting to having to put kids on the bench, which I'm happy about anyway. But I do feel for him, so I will give him a six. I know it's another defeat. I'll to be honest, I give him minus one for
1: Barnsley. But problem is, though, he puts some kids on the bench. You know for well, he's not if it it, it, it nail, one nil, if he puts the kids on instead against. Uh, a cracking Brentford side, and we go off, go on and lose two three one. Then the fans and the press are going, go, "Well, if you hadn't brought the kids on, it wouldn't have happened." Yeah. But do you know what I mean? Whereas if you'd have been playing, if you'd playing a, a Luton or somebody at home, and you're a goal up, and you put a couple of kids on, it, it's less. I, I don't know. I think sometimes managers get a bit a bit scared of taking the risk.
0: I think I think they do at the end of the day, but for me, uh, what we're going to discuss later, I think kids need to start being in a lot more. Right, so now we'll talk about the play performance rating, what are you going to go with? Uh,
1: I'll go four, just because he crumbled at the end. and, and thing is, should have shut up sure. really, and, and we did we, didn't you know, we s- haven't got the players shut right. up, stop and Simple, <laughs> simple right. as that. I'm going to f- go two, actually. Because
0: yeah. I thought midfield-wise, we were literally... Shocking. I've got mm. to be honest. It was shocking that midfield performance was. I think it's no dominance at Chances
1: to go to two up, and it just comes back to the up top again, doesn't it? And I don't
0: know. There's at the moment. There's problems everywhere. Right. So now we'll go clue two. Right. I think this might give it. To be fair, I haven't got a clue. To be honest, <laughs> I know there's been a few, but I can't remember any academy players coming through to
1: right. play for England. He won. The old football league, this division. Right. European Cup Winners Cup. Right. He also played in four FA Cup finals and lost all everyone. Football. Yeah. He played for both Sunderland and Newcastle. Um he he made his England debut. Played th- um, three times, then broke his leg right before the nineteen eighty six World Cup and missed out on the on the World Cup team. Right, and he has played in the Premier League, and he retired in nineteen ninety nine when Kevin Keegan was running for him. Scored six goals for Stoke, made over one hundred and forty appearances for us as well. Played for Sunderland and Newcastle. Yeah, I've got he moved. He moved from Stoke to Sunderland. But he only had a season at sunderland and then he moved to everton got it now you got it got it now yeah i yeah. think i've got it anyway yeah played when everton had peter reed and everybody and yeah, yeah
0: yeah i think i've got it because i know he played for Sunderland and newcastle but i can't i'm not 100 percent It might be somebody else
1: because that's he actually did the unthinkable really because he went to sunderland then he went. He went Sunderland, Everton, back to Sunderland. Then he went Newcastle in between, which is arch rivals. Then left Newcastle for Sunderland.
0: I think I know. I'm, it, I'm yeah.
1: pretty much. I wouldn't be surprised if he's still public enemy number one up there. Yeah, he no. probably could be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. It's weird to cut
0: the connection between Sunderland and Newcastle because enemies but they know nowhere near each other too <laughs>
1: it's
0: like me yeah, eating Arsenal you can't got, really get a taxi it's like Arsenal my rival I hate Arsenal I can't stand Arsenal but people go yeah, well, yeah I don't play them though, do we <laughs> it doesn't matter does used to play Arsenal he hate them right so right, we'll are we move into a topic now that we've got to discuss about, about what's going on the chance to win now finished in January and we've had probably two seasons now where financial fair play has hit us in We've had to bring a certain level of play. And one person put a good question up on, on Twitter, which is why I wanted to discuss it. Is it time that we start bringing kids in for these failed experience pros that we brought in?
1: for Yeah, next to nothing, but we brought in. I don't see why I can't do any harm. Oh, I, I really don't. I, the thing is... A lot of clubs are looking at these kids and the thing is, you you bring a kid in and he doesn't do very well, what have you lost? Because the problem is, the experienced pros aren't doing it. Yeah, yeah. And nothing gets said about it, alright, fair enough, the fans might say something about it, but the thing is, we've talked about votes now for six months, he can't do it, he's finished. And and you've got Ryan Phillips who's come in, he's going to go straight away. Yeah, I think his record now at the moment, three goals in two games. So why can't he sit on the
0: bench one game? Well, to be honest, i prefer him on the bench over Vokes, to be honest. At this moment in time, at least he's got... He might have something. Yes, he might not impress. He might might be like Campbell where he looks like Bambi on ice or whatever. But I can't see another option at the moment. At the moment, we're looking at it. It's Jacob Brown and Sam Vokes that are up front. And fair enough, Jacob Brown scored yesterday. And to be honest, I probably would say he's our best at the moment because of injuries. But,
1: but how do you think some of these other clubs like Brentford start these kids they well, start them and give them a go but the thing is with Brentford where they've got
0: such an incredible analytics and scouting network which Stoke don't have which is quite frightening when Stoke have been in the Premier League for 10 years and Brentford have basically slowly been developing but slowly improving it's like at the start of this season they lost their two best players Ben Rami and Ollie oh. Watkins both of them have gone. They were their all. They were their goals and a creative player last season. They managed to keep hold of Mabuima, the French right winger, but they basically brought in two players, uh, Goudos and um, Tony, and it's like they haven't been. They've actually improved. Yeah. They've made nearly hundred million pound, but improved at the same time. Yeah, it's like nothing's changed. It's like nothing's changed. You actually got better. Tony's more consistent than Watkins. Yeah. It's frightening how good they are. It's like yeah. when they were in League One and they brought Will Grigg in. And he was on fire. Scoring goals left round and sent for Brentford. They sold him. And rebuilt, body, yeah. and rebuilt. And rebuilt. They've got an analytics team that works. Why aren't Stoke doing this? Yeah. You know, I'm looking at the transfers. Now we have to be fair. We'll look at the transfers from last season and this season. It's like when we brought in Stephen Ward. A player that could barely was injured for two years at Burnley, He couldn't play. So we thought, yeah, he'll do well. He'll get us up to the Premier League. Couldn't play. No. Not good enough. Finished. And then you look at... Let's, let's look at the signs we've made in the last two
1: years. Name me one that you look at and go, oh, he's improved us. You could, you could sort of say, not this season, but last season, that Cluckus improved us. Nobody was put the year before. He was really a round one. A round sign there. Then new one. I
0: think there is. There's one. Dave, Davis. There's, well, well, yeah, right, two. There's two <laughs> that improved us, because I forgot about Davis. <laughs> <laughs> But You've got Davis who was a free transfer, that's improved us. And then you've got Nick Powell, Who's massively improved because he is he's he's a, he's a weapon up front. He is. He
1: didn't face so did he? Well, he didn't face an Nathan yeah. joke
0: because he didn't know how to bloody play him. Did he? But when when a good manager Michael yeah. O'Neill came in, Powell started flourishing. He looks like a player that I think could play. I think he's a very good player, very creative. Doesn't do a lot, but when he does do something, it's a goal. Yeah, it's
1: better squad. You probably get a lot more goals. Yeah, though. that's what I mean. Yeah. So if
0: we look at the transfer now, but over McCallin failed, you're looking at. Um, Fletcher good but the yeah. only reason why he isn't a good signing is you can't keep him fit no. No. and that's that's the problem there's a reason why these players were available for free and and, and not improving anything but it's it's the lone signs they keep saying they've learned they're doing this that, like, the other you brought a 19 year old Matondo in he was not ready for this level he could be in a few years with a bit of time under the 21s and all that the of so he could improve but he isn't good enough he hasn't improved anything he's brought jack clark in who i've got the same feeling about i think if you play a bit more often he might start improving and flourishing and yeah. being what we need but the problem is he's on loan so by the end of the season we're not going to get any quality or value yeah. anything for what we've paid for yeah. so you're looking around at it and going why don't we why don't we play the kids more because this season our best players have come through our academy not yeah. directly stout, because we've bought... But still here. been the youth players. But the younger players have come in yeah. and been our our best striker's Campbell. And he's he's 21 and come through the academy. Yeah. We've bought four strikers now, and none of them are any good. Fletcher's good, but, like
1: I say, keeping him fit's a problem. The scary thing for us is, I can't remember the last time we actually bought a striker that was worth buying. Crouch. And that's over ten years
0: ago. Yeah, Crouch was the last striker, I think. In my opinion, I've looked down. God, yeah, he was definitely worth the money because he was. He improved. Was as,
1: Stoke. He improved us
0: financially. He, he sold shirts and he scored goals. Yeah, he was. I think he was. He ended the Stoke's
1: best Premier League goal scorer. So, yeah, you know, he was a good player. That's but, a scare. For me, if you're the one sitting in these meetings at Stoke, that's a scary reality that your best strike you've signed was over ten years ago, because the last two or three years. I mean, the pro- like you say with Fletch, the problem is with Fletch, he's the sort of person that if he was already at Stoke and we had a good strike force, he will not be bad on the bench because you know he can't can score goals. But the problem is we're too heavily reliant on him yeah. and he can't play every week yeah. because he gets injured. So I can't, I can't sleep Fletch, but he has finished really, isn't he? So well,
0: he's, he is. For me, looking at him, I think this is... What we've got to do is, but this is when it comes down to spending, and I can't see a spending. The thing is, we need, we need more consistent players. You've got Sam Klukas. Look at the drop-off from last oh, season. Scary. He scored 14 goals and was brilliant in the midfield, and he, and he marched that midfield forward. This season, he's been nothing of that player. Nothing. Yeah. We've seen glimpses, but nowhere near the consistency right, well, of what he was doing. He drops forward. off a little bit. And it's like James McLean. Where's James McLean gone from last season? Mm. The fire... Breaker that was bringing us saw forward, and us forward. Luton, didn't we? we saw bits of it, but it's not the consistency's gone. This is what I'm talking about with the signings. The consistency's not there. You look at players like Bowyer, brilliant. Fit. He had probably, what was it, six weeks where he looked like one of the best cams in the Premier League.
1: Yeah.
0: Dropped off, loaned him here, loaned him there. He was a great player. Yeah. But he couldn't get any consistency yeah. out. of The
1: the Rochdale injury destroyed him
0: yeah basically yeah. Now, now, now he's, he's going to have to retire really because no one wants him mm. it, it, you're looking at it now and it's like we're supposed to have learnt lessons we definitely didn't learn lessons because his transfer activity on the first season was pathetic £140 million pounds spent and only five of them were getting in the team and now none of them are getting in the team Except Lucas, maybe and McLean if, if if they ever started putting solid performances in. Yeah. It's called consistency. And the problem is what we're go, where we're going wrong in the transfer windows and how we're not improving as a team is we're bringing in consistent players in. You know, we we, we brought like fingers. people go Klukas has been good. But he cost us six and a half million pounds. Yeah. I expect him to be good in this division when you are when you buy spending that kind of money on him. Yeah. Well, he's another one that's not getting any younger. No, no, he's 30 next season. So he won't be far off being done. And this is the problem where people go, oh, we'll go up and out for the sorting." We're miles away from going. Oh yeah. We can't bring any quality. We've brought John Irving McKellie. He's done. If we extend his contract at the end of the season, I will be fuming. I'm not not joking as well. He probably possibly could be a a one-year extension if you're keeping him on the bench and just bring him on late on in games to maybe shore up passing and, and all that kind of stuff but it's a first team player he's done you've got Fletcher who isn't a first team player because you can't keep him fit no. you've got Sam Bokes there who's on big money you can't get rid of him yeah. if we got promoted
1: you'd have, you'd have to start a whole new squad,
0: squad. yeah you, <laughs> you, you like would the fact is, people think we need a striker, we need more than a striker, we need a new midfield for a kickoff. Yeah. Joe Allen is not doing his job. Yeah. He's not dominating midfielders, as he should be. Yeah. This is a man who's played what over 60 times for his country, who's played at the highest level. I think he won a League Cup with Swansea, League Cup with Liverpool. He's come stoked, he's done nothing. Yeah. Especially dropping a division. He should be smashing teams. Mm. He shouldn't be running through them like they, like they don't exist.
1: Yeah. But he isn't. No. No, and and, and it, I mean the scary thing is, we sat there, we sat here, what, over 18 months ago sitting there saying, well, we've got to get rid of this man, that man, the other man. We've had new men in that could go now. Yeah. yeah it's just a vicious circle.
0: Because the thing is, when we when we came down, we had players like Ndi who needed go, we needed players like... Tea, well, no, he came first season. Didn't he? So we had an need to go, Bauer need needed go. But we give him a new contract. Baby. Joe Allen should have been sold. Butland should have been sold. He should have been like what Swansea did. Swansea came down, got cleared out anyone who was worth money, and loaned out the ones that they weren't 100%. keen on, like Bas- baston and the Iu brother They, they got him out so they yeah. could, so graham Potter could come in utilize what academy players they did, bring bits of quality on loan, and start bringing little bits of quality and improving. So they are improving. They'll go up in the next three, two, three seasons. Mm. They will. But you look at Stoke, we've kept all the players that we shouldn't have done, then couldn't sell them when we what we thought, no, we don't want to anymore. We could let Buckling go for less than two million. Mm. This is a man who was worth 25 million
1: pounds yeah. four years ago. It's always bad business decisions. A lot of the time, it is. It, the thing is, like you mentioned about Bojan there, that's a small decision turns into the biggest mistake of, of, a, of a season. Because no one in the right mind would have sent Bojan play Rochdale away. This is, this is stoke. What I'm saying is this is stoke. Sometimes you look at a decision from the club and you go, yeah, it's all right. And then 12 months down the line, you go, God, why did he do that? It, it's constantly, all the time, little mistakes <coughs> along the way. And it's just constantly costing us all the time, all the time, little mistakes and you go, that's turned out to be a massive mistake, it's always the same, and to me, I think we're just going to have to get used to it, you can't keep moaning at the manager all the time, the clubs are the one, they're the one running the club, they're the one making these decisions, because for me, if I was sat on that board and someone was contemplating bringing Sam Vokes in, I'd be going, no chance. That's not where we want this club again. Well, the
0: problem is, what's our vision? Well, well there's, no, there's no mentality. I don't know what they're trying to do. This is, this is the thing. Like apparently you now they're trying to switch it to bring a new film. We're going to try and bring young players that are going to make us vibrant. They bought two loan signs and the wasn't even on the bench, I don't think. I've hasn't for about three four years. No, no, you haven't even on the bench the other day. Mm. So he's now going to be an all- He can go, go back to Schalke and go, no, I'm going to join you permanently. Mm. And the, play, the thing is, he would be a decent permanent signing because in a couple of years when he's got a bit of strength in him and he is improving, he could come on to become a good player for Stoke on the left side. Yeah. Because McLean's not getting any younger, and we can't get any consistency out of timing. So the problems are all over the pitch. Yeah. Because you've got Michael O'Neill who wants to play these two certain ways. Because basically what he does is, first to start with, he'll go very defensive, but he plays five at the back, and then 60 minutes he tries to bring wingers on and try and go for it. Yeah. But the problem is, we've got no left wing back, we've had three goes now in the championship, we bought Ward in, crap, bought Morgan Fox in, crap, oh. not, in, not in Sunday was good, but we're going to lose him at the end lose. of the season, yeah. so we're going to have to replace him and the others, because we're going to have to try and get rid of Morgan Fox, because he's not good enough, it's just all the time, we bought players in, fair enough, for free, but you look at Bournemouth, that Mbwemo on the, on the right hand side, he cost them £2.5 million, if they sell him, they'll probably get £40 million. Mm. Because he's probably the best player in the championship. just comes back down to scouting though, doesn't it? It yeah. comes down to being smart in yeah. the transfer window. Because yeah. nowadays you have to be because of financial fair play. Yeah. But instead, all Scholes does is moan, oh, it's a rule, it's silly, it's going away. It's not
1: going anywhere. Yeah, but an, ana- an analytics team would find these little gems for you. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. The, these, these teams are finding these players for next to nothing money because these people are going out and looking for these players not like the problem is we're still like the scouting of the 90s the 80s oh i've heard that winger's all right go go nip a flight across and watch him and then it's just his basis on what he's seen in three four games and go yeah get him in he's decent instead of going what's he been like for the last two years yeah, yeah. what's he like what his would he affect like? our game would he fit into our system do you know what I mean? Instead of just buying people left, right, and centre, that was that was Lampard's problem at Chelsea, not actually buying anything that he actually needed, just going out and buying anyone he could get his hands on. Yeah. And and that's not what we need. You need to look at where our problem areas are, and an analytics team would do that. I just get the feeling are we not willing to pay an analytics team? We can. We well, can't. we
0: are now. Apparently, we have been advertising for an analytics team and all that. And Apparently, it's all because of Michael O'Neill. He's trying to move them into the. Well, not not it's even job <laughs> it, <'cause And> the job. It's plus. Analytics C ones. is it which <laughs> no, was
1: <laughs>
0: basically because you look at look at Barnsley this season. Look at Barnsley from this to last season. Well, analytics started in, in baseball during I think the early nineties, mid nineties, maybe 90s And the bloke who did it with the it was a rubbish team. The the, uh, the Athletics. It was a team that were rubbish and always had the worst budget in the league. So he he spoke to a bloke who who specialised in stats based and all that lot. Brought him in, and he spotted players. He said this player should be playing at the highest level. He should be the highest paid pitcher in baseball. But yeah. well, because he threw it weird, he threw it so weird. He had a weird throw. But that weird throw made him. Get more outs than anyone else because he didn't know where the ball was going. <laughs> the and they signed him. He got more. He got not more. More people outs in the entire season. He went on a run of twenty nine games. He saw. He, he just looked at all the stats and the bases. An old, near enough retired player called Summit Justice put him in as a as a batter because he was a part. He, he, he was like a. I don't. I, I have no idea what baseball's about. But he's basically like he was a pitcher and a base and a batter. So he shoved him in as just a batter He started smacking him out the field like <laughs> it was that? He was like he, he was genius. Yeah. He's now at Barnsley. He's yeah. now got a, a high part of the board at Barnsley, and he's bringing that analytics team with him to sort Barnsley out. They'll go up this year, and they'll improve in the Premier League as well because they're getting players in. It's like that Styles that he brought in.
1: That's I think they've got him in on three chances.
0: Right. Well, <laughs> they're, they're, I think the fifth now. They won again on Saturday. Yeah. So it comes down to using your noggin in your brain, and the thing is, we can't fix that this season. We know this, but for me, for how many useless first team players we've got, I can't see the problem in bringing a couple of these kids. And I don't know why Rob Phillips is on the bench. And to be honest, for how inconsistent Bat and Chester are, if you're playing a back three, bat I think Sue is well enough experienced enough now. Two full seasons. It's um, Fleetwood. Please halfway through a season. Now he's experienced enough to play football regularly. Forrester alongside Danny yeah. Bat. Let's get him in. The yeah. captain of the under-21 side. Let's get Forrester in that defence. Yeah, see what he does. Let's see if he can, if he can handle it. Because you can't be wasting Chester. Can't be waste. The thing is, if
1: you're going to try these lads, this season's perfect. Because
0: the season's done
1: now. Wasn't well, It's a perfect season anyway. No fans. Pressure's off a little bit compared to what it normally is. Give him a go. Give them a go now. I mean, I still stand by what you're saying is we have got no vision. We haven't. We've got no... no. If the the board come out and did a press conference and said, this is what his plan is, this is what we want to do in the next five years, this is what we want to improve on, and this is what avenues we're going down, fans might sort of get on board and go, yeah, uh, that's what we need to do. The problem is we don't hear anything about it. We're just going round and round in circles find more old players and more players who have finished and I don't know I just think you, you get a little bit less pressure off the fans if you knew what direction we were giving in yeah, all yeah. they keep hearing is we won't get back in the prem we won't get back in the prem I'm thinking we'll get back in the prem with that lot <laughs> 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 you won't get in the prem but you're not showing it on the pitch <laughs> and what you're bringing and in I don't fancy getting in the prem being the whipping boys either
0: yeah yeah this is the thing, it's, it's about vision and seeing where you go. If I was a Brentford fan, I'd be excited as anything I would because if they go up, because they, they've, they've been making so much money from selling players for about four or five years, they could go up with a kitty of 200 million. Mm. Because last season, they, they made, this season, summer, they made 98 million from selling three players. The season before, they made something like 60 odd million. The year before that, they made 40 odd because they sold them for to Brighton for 28, 30 million. So they've got the players there. They yeah. know what they're doing when it comes to replacing players. You imagine that with Premier League money and the money they've already been saving away. Yeah, Ronaldo. they've got a new, <laughs> they've got a new stadium. Well, they don't need to find an extra Ronaldo. Yeah, that's the skill of what they do. Yeah, and if if our board came out of two skulls, the man who is the luckiest man in the world to still have a job at Stoke, it's good job he's on the board because I don't know why people aren't lynching him to get him out. Yeah. I really don't because the man is absolutely inept in modern yeah. football. Yeah, he is. And you've got John Coates next to him, he's got no real experience in running a football club, other than sit, stat, sat behind his dad and asking questions. The thing is, Peter knows what he's doing, he's been doing it for a long time, you know, he's, he's got to know what it is. But the thing is, you expect the next man to modernise the club, and he isn't, and he hasn't. No. And it's cost us so much, that this could, this could keep us in the championship for nine, ten years. Yeah. It really could, because yeah. we aren't learning. And by the time we do catch up with analytics, it's a big process. It takes two, three years of getting cheap deals here, cheap deals there, and the fans won't have it. I know what the Stoke fans are; they won't have
1: it. I think they, I think they would if we had some clarity of what we were doing. We've got no clarity from the club. We never come out and say what what we're doing at all. Skulls has come out a couple of last couple of weeks. I don't like this financial fair uh, play, do it. That's, he that. That's all he says. That's all he says. That's all he says. It's an excuse and it's it's we lazy. We don't need to hear that. We don't want to hear that. Because it's not going away. No, we so, already know it's here. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's yeah. not that council tax bill yeah, that comes it, it, through the door. You can't go, I don't like the council <laughs> tax
0: bill. <laughs> the thing, like it. The thing is with financial fair play, plays, we brought in for a reason. I, I don't agree with it. Most people don't agree with oh, it. No, I right it stops people spending, but I don't trust them spending money anyway. Yeah. You know, Benny Kophobi's that, Tom Ince is that, other change around the neck we've got to wait two, three years get rid of. It's is this going to be our life now, being Stoke fans, sitting there going, we'll be brilliant when we get rid of him, we'll be brilliant when yeah. we get rid of him. When he's gone, off the wage bill. Yeah. <laughs> when he's gone, we're going to be a top, top team. Yeah. Then we bring two more in. Oh, when yeah. they've gone, we're going to... <laughs> what, what, what's going to happen? It's just like a cycle. Yeah, it's, it's like it's Bueller came a in. Circle. And it was like going, oh, well, when we get people off the books, then it's like, oh, well, when we get Tom
1: into the he we off the way to Bill, we'll be brilliant, don't you watch? This goes back as far as when we didn't sign Denver Barlow. Oh, his knee's a bit dodgy. Well, he did all right at Newcastle and Chelsea <laughs> for about four yeah, years. Yeah, he did all right, yeah. He, he the boy other ones he didn't go ahead
0: with. It. So you go back to it, it's like things have come out now about South America and when they did that trip over there, apparently you were spotting players like Diego Costa, Javier Pastore... Um, R- ...Ramiros or something who plays for the Uruguayan national team now. Apparently there was like quite a lot of players that the scout was coming back with... ...but they didn't think it was viable to buy one of these players for 8 nine million. Oh, that's too much that is. And this is why we missed out on him. It's like Pastore, they could have got him for 6 seven million... ...but they thought that was too much for a player from a broad country... ...coming to the Premier League and working... Now he's probably one of the best wingers in football at the moment... Pastore, an
1: amazing winger. Do you not think that's contradicting yourself a little bit? That spend, you won't spend £6 million on Pastore... But you'll spend £18 million on on Gianelli Well, that's that Who's from a
0: foreign country? It, well this is the thing, this is where he keeps going wrong. It's like, the reason we're in the position we're in... Is because they wouldn't spend the money at the time. If they'd got Vitzel, And I keep bringing this up... But if they'd signed Witzel... For that £24 million pound that Zedic wanted... None of this would have happened. Yeah. But because they didn't want to spend that extra six million pounds, seven million pounds, we ended up with Jessica, a panic buy in Gianni and Bueller, And then they said they learned the lessons. Now normally a board normally a board would go, Right, we'll we're definitely learning from this lesson. We're not going to get another Janny and Bueller, But then they did. Yeah, Chopper came in, Essay came in. Yeah. Kevin Vimmer came in. Vim is, all these other players came in
1: probably, For me Vimmer's worse than in I'd I'd say Kevin Vimmer is probably one of the worst ones. Yeah, most but for but the they signed him grand.
0: because because they recognised his name. It wasn't because of his qualities or what he does on the ball or what he does on the pitch. They signed him because he was a recognised name. Yeah, Brentford wouldn't do that. Yeah. They'd go no chance in a million years we'll get this French lad because he's consistent. His stats show he's consistent. He's the future not going to waste 80 million pounds on Vimey but did they learn did they learn from right. the Vimey did they learn from the SA did they learn from the Chopin Moting the answer is no because we got relegated but they did it again before we got relegated they bought Bauer in they bought in in, player that clearly said when he came don't want come in I don't want to play at a lower level I don't want to go down so I'm going to work my hardest to keep us up we went down problem player again because yeah. he doesn't want to play in that level yeah, yeah. so but we're not going to lose him he's on 50 grand a week he's not going to leave that contract for a no. Monday because he won't get it anywhere else Yeah, he'll
1: go kicking and screaming when it runs out yeah.
0: <laughs> but then did he learn the lesson from that no phobie, Tom Ince Peter Etebo Ryan Woods I'm trying to think of others but I've lost my mind um, I think Woods probably would have played for Stoke I don't think you can't really sit there
1: I mean he, he... no but
0: he had, he, he, it's not that he's, he's, he's a character because a character what he played for Stoke he, was, he grew up a Stoke fan he's from not far away from the area. The problem is he didn't fit our system and he didn't fit in at the club. So it's a mistake. Yeah. It's a, it's a bad signing. He was yeah. six and a half million pounds. He's played about thirty games and he's out on loan. Yeah. The problem is they keep happening. They keep happening. And they keep coming out going, oh we've learned his lessons. Well how come he keep doing it? Yeah. It's like last season with with Nick with Nathan Jones. With Stephen Ward. Waste of space. It was done, it was done before he didn't work for the club. No, not good enough. No. Butland was still at the club. You, you look, the mistakes keep going on and on and on. And it's happened this season. Morgan Fox, garbage. Not good enough. Not good yeah. enough. You've got you've got other players there, like
1: Mutondo. Not good enough. Not enough analytics, not enough stat space to yeah. see that this player isn't good enough. Well, I said at the beginning, didn't I? That he's, he's come from a shelter or and in complete
0: disarray. Yeah, but what i'm saying is he, there's a good young player there in matondo that if we'd signed on a if we bought him for a million pound i'd go good signing a couple yeah. of years he could be like a campbell he could be something but a loan deal for a player that's barely played any football yeah. and hasn't shown anything for Schalke, it, yeah. it's just desperation yeah the Schalke team yeah exactly so you brought a player in yes he's got potential potential potentials for academies or benches not to get us in the premier league not to improve the football team if you want to improve the football team you get your analytics out go to sweden go to switzerland set up a camp and go we found two stats players it's like when leicester sent a scout out to france with an analytics expert and they were coming back going like that not good enough not good enough oh who's that then they look back to the season before oh who's that Hmm." and then they start looking at it and then they go right let's scout let's look at his stats look at his stats that player become n'golo kante yeah and they did it again all of a sudden in the second division of french football they found another one mares yeah
1: because his from,
0: stats were there pay yeah, for absolutely nothing because yeah. they looked at his stats and his improvements year on year on year not going oh kevin i've heard of him let's get him in 18 million bargain get him in yeah. when it's not 1995.
1: the anymore, thing is in leicester the year they won the league they'd only been in the prem the year before yeah in back in the championship yeah we'd already been in the premier league for over five years at that point yeah and they bought more as in for half a million quid but and he sold him for 65 million but the proof is this the season after when they're in the champions league they made a lot of bad
0: signings moosey not good enough slamani Mass, yeah, 50, 50 million pounds 60 yeah. rubbish knocked out the team they brought a few more in they were rubbish what did Leicester do? Did they go? Oh, we'll be fine. We've learned his lessons. No, the entire eye scouting network was sacked. Yeah. All of them were sacked. Yeah. Only people who kept the jobs were the analytics team and the performance stats yeah. team. The entire scouting network was gone. They completely replaced them, and all of a sudden, spot spot Sionchue and all these other players. They started yeah. working. Yeah, and some kids have come through, aren't they?
1: Like
0: yeah, and everything. It, and it, for me, the frustration is that. I can sit here and I can say what I want. But for me, that board level needs massive revamping. Yeah, does. Pete, if John Coates doesn't want to own up and be, be an owner and do the right things and make it, He doesn't have to get rid of Tony Scholes. Because I think there is good in Tony Scholes. There is a few things as chief executive he has done well. Like, he's good with publicity. He's good at how he... Like at the moment when he's kept like, all the staff being paid, so none of them are out of work yeah. and people on and, and helping the club in other ways. But he's not good enough for the nowadays the market. You need is, uh, new people. Yeah. Bring new people in that know the modern game. Foreigners, from somebody from Portugal or somebody from Brazil who knows the the networks and the markets in, Bel- in Brazil or even Belgium. Take advantage of Belgium. They've got yeah. new players coming out like it anything. Is. Yeah. Germany. Go to Germany and try spot little bits of talents that are out there, or follow the Dutch league. There's some great young players coming out of Holland. Yeah. Go there and start scouting and putting stats down to find yeah. players before Ajax do and PSV do, yeah. before Man City do. Get them in the club. Yeah. That's what Brentford do. That's what Barnsley are now doing. That's what Leicester have done, and
1: it's got them in the top four. Yeah. Well, they, before today, they was well, they third or joint third, joint second, weren't yeah. they? This yeah. is what I mean,
0: through using your team, brain. Yeah, this was a team that were in League One not so long ago. Yeah, and Alex Ferguson came out and said, the hardest thing in football is recruitment, because you don't know what that player's going to be till after the first couple of games, then you'll start seeing what a character is, whether if he loses, if he doesn't pick his head up or whatever, and you find it. The problem is with Stoke, we're doing no analytics, no stat work, and buying players. And yeah. going, well, we did well for Wolves two
1: years ago. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Players can drop off a cliff in six weeks. Yeah. You could you could put a pair of boots on yourself and score that trick one week. Yeah, and that's doesn't the mean thing. You're going to do it next week. Yeah, it doesn't so matter. That's what I
0: mean. You, see, you can look at most players. You could look at. Let's have a look at one perfect example. And Stoke signed him as well, Wilfred Bonney. He had three seasons, well, probably four, if you put Vitesse on him. In. He was incredible for a while. Mm-hmm. Man City bought him with no analytics or didn't do the stats properly. He fell off a cliff, literally a cliff. Yes. He has not been able to keep a keeper place in, in a Saudi team because he can't score, got regular goals. That's because one minute he can be brilliant, the next minute he can be garbage. It was shocking. He was when he Yeah, to it go. was crap for oh, it was awful. That's that's what analytics does. They yeah. find characters that don't give up. People that work hard because yeah. they'll keep doing it year in. If they, if he, like, I can't think of where he came from, Mahrez. I think it was Lahore or somewhere in the second division. A team that's not done anything. Not been very good for years. He goes in there. You look at his stats for the two, three seasons he was at that club. He steadily improved. Leicester went and signed him. Another appeared example is Wolves. I know they sort of fell off a cliff this season because they've lost two important players. But they do it they'll yeah. go out and buy call like Ruben navas what a
1: midfielder he is and they yeah. got
0: him for what 16 million
1: yeah they'll sell it if, if he goes you could be looking at 50 plus yeah you know lucky night it, it is a business and this is what we said before football is a business forget the fans for, for a minute it's a business and if you look at brentford's model they must be sitting there going well the football's good and we're making profits, Loads of profits. Year in, year out. Year out, out making yeah. money. How much are we selling for? Yeah. Oh my God, we've, we've made 70 million this season. We haven't got up. <laughs> I think sometimes you can be a bit guilty of sitting there thinking, like, that the owner's just want let's spend more money on players. <laughs> no, but Do but we don't make any profits. But that's <laughs> what worries me when Tony Scholes comes
0: out and goes, oh, FFP steeds go and all that. That means that you've got no plan. Yeah. It means they think that throwing more money at it will save it. And it doesn't. It, it, it's a perfect example was Fulham when they first went up not not the se- this season the season before they got relegated they spent nearly £180 million and they went down second bottom
1: Yeah.
0: because most of those players couldn't cope with the Premier League and that's that's where things come in it doesn't matter how much money you spent Leicester have proved that they won the title spending £9 million. it proves to you that it doesn't matter how much money you spend it's how you spend it yeah. there's the skill to it yeah. Brentford make money every year because they have analytics that spot quality players. And what what somebody said to me is that Matt Mabuemo was a central midfielder when he came to Brentford. That Not the manager, nothing to do with Dean Smith. Or, well, yeah, Dean Smith, who's now Villa manager. He looked at it and they, one of the scouting, because there's like, there's like coach scouts that are up there that actually work with the analytics team to go, he can play somewhere else sign yeah. him because he can play on the wing i've looked yeah. at his stats he's got a great cross and he's quick yeah. bring him on the round side there's so more utility yeah. player that's where the skill is because they're looking at him going right then De- dean De- smith needs this right let's look here let's look here and he'll go right this central midfielder and he's like yeah we don't need a central midfielder, but watch look at the stats here when he when he breaks to the round side his, his crosses are amazing they come in They great chances yeah. we were a bit weak on that side yeah. get him in play like will start slowly playing and coaching on the right hand side and watch what'll happen. Probably yeah. worth about forty million now. Yeah. And that's just through a, a, an expert Yeah because it
1: wouldn't surprise me if Brentford over the last three years have paid for that ground yeah. already. Yeah. It's probably yeah. paid off. For put, paid they it off themselves. Yeah. Through yeah. yeah. for, for their own profits. So they've got a brand new state of the art stadium and it's costing them now. Because yeah. they're up by doing a bit more research and you buy by, yeah well, by good recruitment. And that's where the scale is. I think it's Watkins has moved on and he's scoring goals for Villa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a top player. <laughs> he's a top player. basically spotted the top But Tony yeah. will. Yeah, Tony the add on that. The yeah. add on that Watkins yeah, yeah. They make more money. Yeah, the they video. are stupid. They are yeah.
0: stupid. And if you look at Tony, I know Tony can play in the Premier League. I can tell just from watching him yesterday. Yeah. His movement, his skill, the way he watches the ball. That's what happens when you do your research in. Do, yeah. you, reckon our research, do you reckon Brentford's research? I had a look at Sam Wilkes and went, oh, he could do it at Brentford.
1: No, they'd laugh him out the park. Sam mm. He can't put him in the Brentford side. He'll fall apart after T- a week. Too skulls with a cane and a party on and a one. <laughs> 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 we want this one. Twenty-two percent. We <lost> <laughs> want. Why do you want him? <laughs> because I've heard of him and he played in a Euros once.
0: <laughs> <You're> <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, like, yeah, fair enough. They spend spend the like six million a year on their entire scouting network and analytics working, team.
1: Then. I tell you what, it's making them some piggy money. Yeah, six million's dropping the ocean compared to what they're making. Yeah, compared to what we're losing.
0: Yeah. He, he, but this is what I mean, it, it, it's because our owner, which is now John Coates, who's our chairman, isn't modernising the club. Yeah. Fair enough that in a working, but you don't just go with latest lessons... Have we boss? No. Look on the whiteboard. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the pie chart for this year. <laughs> <laughs> we want more players. We'll throw money at it and see if we go. <laughs> Benicafobi scored nine goals once for Wolves. <laughs> it yeah. But it is that pathetic. Yeah. We, everyone thinks we we'll taking the mic. But modernize or... Perish. Yeah. It's yeah. simple as that. Oh, that was a vent. I need to vent that out. But hopefully next week we'll start seeing more kids in the first team to see
1: what they can do. I don't. I, I don't think he will. I, I think he's optimistic. I just don't see why right, Phillips can't get looked up. To be honest, to be honest, if it was me, I, I'd, I'd
0: start him next week and see how he goes on. Yeah, I'd start. There's nothing lose now. But, we? Well, I mean, I know we're seven points off the playoffs. But we aren't going to win that many games to get up there. No. We haven't got it in. Us. They're too inconsistent. You know, one minute he's playing this player, that play. It's, it's not going to help. <sighs> right. Clue three.
1: Clue three. So, you, you, I, I never thought you
0: really knew it was. I was new.
1: You always know it? Always know it. Apart from that one which, where he
0: played for Southampton.
1: <laughs> hard. Yeah, and I, I had to improve, I know. I don't know how much this final clue will help you really, but it's more modern than right. when he was, was what? Well, so when I was, when I was alive? <laughs> you were alive, yeah. Um, he was head coach when he retired at Fulham, and the manager was Ray Wilkins, director of football was Kevin Keegan. He was assistant when they won the Division 2 title. With 101 points. That'll be the season Stoke were in Division 2. Yeah, yeah. Um, it when Kit Simons and Coleman were there and I think Mate Taylor was there as well, the veteran keeper. Yeah. And then came first team coach and he, he became the manager in Division 1 and they were top off the table all season but then just got sacked randomly for no reason really no I know why he got sacked because he got Tegena yeah Gene Tegena come out yeah, and they yeah. achieve promotion that's, that's why he was sacked yeah
0: because of him yeah I think that's all you need yeah, isn't he? it's Paul Bracewell it is indeed did he have a brother he had a brother called Ian which is yeah. was, was what was throwing me <laughs> yeah, <'cause laughs> Ian Bracewell, <laughs> Bracewell he played for all <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was Paul Bracewell my dad's had a lot of talk about him because he played in the 80s came through the Academy from what I remember, a very good player, uh, went on of course to win a title with that great Everton side, under Kendall I think it was, but missed out on the chance of Europe thanks to Liverpool, because that five year ban, Everton never got that chance to win a European
1: Cup because of the ban. Yeah, just won the Cup Winners' Cup, mm. that was it. And then missed out on the four. He, he sums up Sunderland because uh, when their manager got sacked, they said that he wasn't good enough. Yeah, something so, so we'll have got to... him That Sunderland and another. not good enough. He's not good enough for us, no yeah.
0: Who is? <laughs> you only had two good players in your in the Niall Quinn and Kevin Phillips. <laughs> Can't think of anyone else. Good job there's no Sunderland fan on here again. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? What about, what about Lee Casimore?
1: You're not fans? <laughs>
0: Well, that was quite a good one. Mr. Yeah, it's quite a good one. Right, we've had a massive rant there. We've gone on a bit, to be honest, on not we? We have, yeah. Da- this Saturday, yeah. Daddy didn't get a mention. We haven't even mentioned Vale's Plight. Danny's got his own
1: bar and he's gone. Oh, he's, he's going for
0: it, Danny, yes. But Vipers had COVID as well, put that in as well. Right, it's been another busy one. Thanks for listening. You know where we are. We're on all podcast platforms, including Amazon. We're on Amazon one now. Week,
1: what you should say is, you know where we are, we're at home. <laughs> you know where <laughs> we
0: <We're> are. Now? <laughs> You don't know where we are. <laughs> <laughs> We're on all social media. Make sure you join. There's some funny tips every now and again. I do put a good question up now and again as well. Like, is Obi Mikael good enough? And he got slated That's today. you haven't mentioned. Right, so you know where we are. Thanks for listening. Ta ra.
1: Ta All the
0: best.